Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you are joining me today for another great episode to take your career and life in talent development to the next level, at least give you some ideas, some things to think about to help you achieve different things in talent development, maybe share with your manager, with your peers, with your clients, whoever you work with, whatever people you are working on developing. And last week... I talked to you about career development and thinking about what your people need. The week before that, I had Orieji Iroha Agwu from Red Hat on talking about how they approach career development. And today I've got a guest who is also speaking on a topic that's sort of in the career development realm. We're talking more broadly about a talent development approach, but that includes how do you help people achieve what they want in their career, which you know, in some ways is kind of the aim for talent development. The mission, right, is helping, enabling people to develop and grow in their careers, you know, whatever that might look like for them. So this is all about broader talent development philosophy, but also about how do you help people get the education that they want, not just in-house programs, but also formal education, if that's what people are seeking, right, to educate themselves and help them grow in their careers. My guest today is Kamari Yol who is the Chief Learning Officer for Rock Central, a Detroit-based professional services company. In this role, Kamari oversees the teams responsible for creating and implementing training initiatives, talent development, and organizational effectiveness strategies. This includes onboarding new team members, professional and organizational development opportunities, diversity and inclusion programming, and engagement strategies. Kamari joined Quicken Loans as a leadership coach with more than 20 years of experience in client service, sales, and corporate education, and she has an intense passion for team member development and helping organizations thrive. Kamari firmly believes that one's ability to effectively lead their team and make an impact rests on their ability to be inclusive, build trust, and create a dynamic, high-performing team. 
Ari has received a number of awards and accolades, including being named one of the Michigan Chronicle's Women of Excellence in 2020, Savoy Magazine's Most Influential Women in Corporate America in 2019, and 40 Under 40 by the Michigan Chronicle for her exceptional achievements and community service in 2018. She serves on Siena Heights University's Board of Trustees and actually was first connected to her by Dr. Esther Jackson, who was on this podcast a few months back talking about adaptability in talent development. If you want to check that out, that was episode 300 released back in April of 2022. And then I had the pleasure of seeing Kamari present at Josh Burson's Irresistible Conference in LA back in May of 2022. I flew out there for the conference and was just sort of bouncing around from session to session. Didn't know that many of the speakers and I was really attracted to the session that Kamari was going to be leading and I was just blown away with her style and all that she had done at Quicken, at Rock Central. And I knew I needed to get her on the podcast to talk to you about that today. So in this episode, we talk about Kamari's background. We talk about her philosophy of talent development and the importance of helping people develop skills that they can actually use. We talk about talent mobility, and we really dig into the tuition assistance and tuition reimbursement program that Rock Central has put together I think it's probably one of the most robust out there in the corporate world and one that, you know, if you have or aspire to have any type of tuition assistance or tuition reimbursement program, you want to check this out and uh, take some notes. Either way, I think you'll get some great ideas and I hope you get a ton of value as well. So without further ado, here is my interview with Kamari Yol from Rocket Central. Enjoy. All right, I'm joined now by Kamari Yol, who is the Chief Learning Officer for Rock Central, a Detroit-based professional services company, and I'm excited to have you on. Kamari, welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so great to have you here. We met just a few weeks back at the Irresistible event that Josh Burson was hosting Mm -hmm. in LA. You were presenting at that conference, and I thought you had by far one of the best, if not the best, presentation there. Very engaging, and as soon as I I heard you talking about the topic, you know, around career development and really helping your people move into careers that they love, I thought this is something that needs to be on the podcast. And I think we were even connected by a mutual friend before that, so I'm glad we're able to make this happen. So Kamari, I'd love to start with a little bit of your background. You know, how did you get into this field of talent development? I think I was just born for this, Andy. <laughs> um, so I spent about 10 years prior to coming to Rocket working in higher education. Mm. Um, I believe that's where it kind of fueled my passion for adult learners and helping people achieve their goals. Then I started at Rocket about nine years ago as a leadership coach working in our sales organization supporting a few hundred leaders uh, with some leadership coaching. And from there, the rest is history. I have moved around the the talent spaces. Um, I've led an engagement team. I've led our continuous listening strategy. I've led our change management team. I've led talent management. I've led leadership development, executive development, learning, And then most recently, I am the interim chief diversity officer for Rocket as well. Awesome. Well, congrats on that. I'm curious, you know, you've moved around and done a lot of different things at Rocket. And I'm curious if that is more a product of the culture at Rocket and people moving around a lot, or is it more about you being really intentional in your career and getting different experiences, or is it kind of a combination or maybe influence from managers you've had? I'm I'm curious how that came about. 
I'd say a combination of, of both. There is a tremendous amount of opportunity at Rocket. I like to say one family, many careers, mm. but I'm, I am very intentional about where I spend my time and where my focus is. I'm a firm believer of living my life on purpose with purpose. And my grandmother told me, if you're able to do something you love, um, then you'll never be broke. And so for me, I follow my passion and I follow my purpose. And so a lot of my education as well as my experiences have led me to this point. Mm, I love that. I have a, a curious question to, to sort of challenge that. I, I love that you learned that from your grandmother. And I think it worked out well that your passion and purpose is something that, that comes with a decent salary. Like what if your passion had been painting and you just were sort of good at it, but not really that great? You know, what's funny when I was younger, so yeah. I was an artist when I was younger. So okay. I did charcoal, I did painting. My son mm. is, is an artist today. Cool. And I had a counselor who said to me, you'll never make money doing art. So you yeah. need to go into computers. Hmm. That's a very important story to me because one, I don't think we always recognize the power of our words and the impact that we have on folks. I believe, Andy, if I had been nurtured and supported, right, with that skill that mm -hmm. I would be successful today, but I would be an artist. Yeah. Okay. And so like with my son, since we're speaking about talent development, and I mm -hmm. think you don't always think about all the spaces where we develop, right? I know yeah. you have kids, I have right. a son. Yeah. Right? Like that's the the greatest, I mean, our biggest, um, our biggest accomplishment, right, is if we can develop our children to mm. be amazing human beings. And so yeah. when my son was four, I recognized the talent in him that he could draw. Mm. And so I put him in art schools. I cultivated the talent. I spent a lot of money at Hobby Lobby and Michael. <laughs> and now yeah. he's a thriving artist out in LA, right? Mm. Making money, yep. doing what he loves to do, That's right? Cool. So I, I'm a firm believer yep. in that. But I will say that it's just not by chance. You have to do the work. You have to put in the time yep. into your passion and you have to find places where yep. you can actually thrive. And that's right. the beautiful part of me working at Rocket. I was able to find a place where I can thrive, be my authentic self and actually live my purpose every single day. Yeah. Side note, I feel like I've heard multiple stories from people about guidance counselors in high school who are like, oh, you'll never make it in this. So you need to do that. And I'm just wondering, like, it was the, did they get some guidance that you need to kill children's dreams? Like when they're like, why? You know, I, I, I actually understand why counselors and teachers and even parents do this because they want to, quote, protect, right, the, the students in front of them. Like, I don't they don't want you to be disappointed. So they want to point you towards something that they think has a higher chance, higher probability. But at the same time, like, why dissuade? a teenager from pursuing their dreams when they have so much time to figure that stuff out. It's, it's mind blowing to me. Mm -hmm. It is. When you get that answer, let me know. <laughs> well, this is how we, we have these conversations and, and we educate and, you know, I am a big, big fan of operating with a growth mindset, you know, but I didn't discover that till later in life myself, right. Reading the book mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck was a big influence for me. And, and side note to that, I was very happy this week. We went to meet the teacher for my kids for their new classes this year and discovered that both of their teachers were into the growth mindset, which got me excited because that means they're not going to be like, oh, you can't do this or you're not good at this, right? Or try to define them. 
but actually encourage them to, to go towards challenges and, and try new things, uh, which I'm really big on as well. So I love your answer about like, hey, if you just decided to go on, all in on this and you nurture it and you put in the intention and we know there's a little bit of luck in life as well, finding the, you know, running into the right people at the right time. And certainly some people, you know, are blessed with more opportunities than others based on their backgrounds and situations and all that sort of stuff as well. But, you know, you put that that intentionality into it and, and you certainly have, it sounds like with your career in talent development at Rocket and getting lots of different experiences. So now that you're in this role as chief learning officer and you also have DEI as well, so you're doing, you've taken all these different experiences and rolled them up into one big title that just sort of oversees a lot of them, right? What's your, your learning and talent development philosophy now? Like, how do you, like your overarching sort of belief that drives all that you do? And then we can get into, you know, some of the, the details of things that you've accomplished or that you're working on. For me, I believe that everyone has potential. I believe that not everyone has realize that potential. And I believe as a learning and development professional or a talent development professional, part of our responsibility is to help them recognize their potential mm. and then give them the tools and the resources to achieve their potential. Yeah. What I'm hearing is everybody has tons of potential to be great in certain areas. And our job in talent development is to recognize that and help them find that place, that career, that job that realizes that potential and help them develop along the way, right? So they can continue to grow and get better in that area. In your, I know you spent bulk of your career in this one company, but you've also been out there speaking with others, like in your just broad generalization estimation, like what percentage do you think the corporate population is actually working in careers or jobs that that utilize their strengths or or is is really realizing their potential? So it's interesting. I've not spent the bulk of my career working here, but I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I meant corporate, I guess. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll take it there. Okay. Yeah. But I have had the opportunity to work at a lot of different organizations. And Ooh. I will say that in my experience, learning and development, talent development is, you know, when you're thinking about your budgets or you're thinking about tight markets, it's one of the first things to go. Mm. It's it's one of the the first things to push back on. Like, do we really need this? Is this a necessity? And for me, and especially in our organization, I, again, I've had the luxury of of being here for almost ten years. Yeah, is that we understand that our people are our greatest asset, mm-hmm. right? And and we don't say that in a cliche way, right? Mm-hmm. Like we actually put real dollars and cents behind investing in the experience of our team members from a developmental standpoint to ensure that they're able to not only, you know, maximize their potential, but we want to give them the resources so that they can navigate through our organization, right? You think about it, you spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars investing in team members, right? Developing Mm -hmm. skill, increasing their proficiency, yeah. And then you don't give them the opportunities to actually grow in the organizations. Well, what do the team members do? They leave. Yeah. They get and then they leave the organization with all of your investment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I tell people all the time, we don't do programming for programming's sake, right? We, we, it's important that we support our team members, but we don't just support them from providing them developmental opportunities. We also support them by providing them opportunities within the organization 
so that they can grow their careers, so they can build a financial and stable future, so that they can have an amazing, you know, they can have the um, amazing well-being that we want them to have. So it's very holistic for us. And I will tell you, I don't have a percentage, but I would say the vast majority of organizations are still behind the curve. Mm, In terms of developing their people and helping them realize their potential, looking for those opportunities to, to let people move around. For over three years now, the Talent Development Hot Seat Podcast has been proudly sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage Performance Group provides creative learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best at what they do. Advantage helps leaders lead, sellers sell, and businesses flourish, and you to be more successful at your job. The Advantage website has great free resources, including this podcast and an amazing webinar series that include topics such as innovation, future storming, inclusion, sales, leadership, and so much more. To get access to all of our free resources, as well as overviews of the solutions that Advantage offers, just head on over to AdvantagePerformance.com. That's AdvantagePerformance.com. And it's interesting you point out that even if organizations do invest a lot of money in developing their people, which some companies don't do any of that, right? But there are a lot of great companies that do if they do that, but then they don't take the next step and give people an opportunity to try new challenging projects, take on different types of roles, utilize the skills they develop, then they're going to get frustrated again that, yeah, they've got this education, but they're not using it. You know, you you help them upgrade the engine in their car, but they're not allowed to go open it up on the road, whatever metaphor you want to choose, right? I know you're in Detroit, so, you know, <laughs> car metaphors might go well with you, but they, they're going to get frustrated and start looking around for other opportunities. And I would say, Andy, I, I would bet that that's even worse than mm. doing nothing at all. Yeah. Right. Because now you you have raised my level of awareness. You've awakened something in me. Yeah. And now I want to go and do more. I want right. to be more. Yeah. And I can't do it mm. in this organization. Right. Yeah. So now I feel like you, you've actually have failed me because you have either implicitly or explicitly made promises to me that if I go and get this degree or take this certification or take this course or input these skills, whatever these things may be, if I'm not then able to thrive in the organization, now I am disengaged, I'm demoralized, and now I'm I'm searching to find an organization that will allow me to leverage the, the newly gained knowledge, skills, and abilities that I have. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Okay, so let's talk about what you do to help your people develop, you know, to follow through on this philosophy, help your people develop and then find opportunities, roles, uh, you know, grow in their career. So talk to me about some of the the bolts and what is it? The nuts. Talk to me about some of the nuts and bolts of what your your program looks like. So I'm responsible for the team that onboards all of our new team members. So the the content is a three-day program that we um, take every new team member through. That's like I said, three days, but it helps them to become culturally acclimated to our organization to understand like what is it that you know we expect and what is our commitment to you and how can you thrive and i think that's really really important to give base level expectations for every sing- single team member then we're also responsible for developing the skills of our sales our sales associates as well as our underwriters as well as our our folks and our appraisal arm so really you know the the functional or technical skills that team members need to be in the organization and then we're responsible for 
of course, leadership development. So we onboard all of our new leaders in the organization, succession management, succession development and planning. And then we're also responsible for our performance management, ensuring that our, our leaders and team members are having ongoing conversations where we talk about their goals, their aspirations. And then lastly, the diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy for the organization. Mm. So can you talk about onboarding? It sounds like that really kind of sets the tone and expectations for not only what you expect of them, but what is possible for them at Rocket. Does that kind of start the journey towards like, look, you're not just here for this one role, but there are many different things you could be doing here? That's why it's called Roadmap, Mm. right? Because it has been established to give our team members a roadmap. But going back to our conversation earlier about nurturing and the environment and supporting them, right? Like there's so many different directions that a team member could go on. Mm-hmm. And we don't determine that. We provide those opportunities. Um, one of the things that I that I often leverage for myself, and I tell this to many of our team members, is that you know when preparation meets opportunity, that equals success. And so it's all about preparing you for whatever is next in your life. And then are you ready for when the opportunities present itself? So that's why going back to your your question where we started, Andy of why have I been able to achieve the success that I have at this company is because I'm always getting ready. I'm mm. always preparing myself. And that's what I tell my team members of, what are you doing to sharpen your saw? Mm. Right? And so it's so important that our team members understand that, that we don't put people in a box. We do not tell people, this will be your career. You started as right. A, you will always be A. No, if you decide you want to be number five, Okay, sure. How do we help get you to number five? Yeah. And if you you started in the sales role, but you decide that you want to get into marketing or HR, like let's talk about how you get there. Exactly. And, and maybe you have, like we noticed that you have these strong potential because you're such a people person. Related to that, you know, when it comes to, you, you talked earlier about this passion around helping people identify their potential or live up to their their full potential in their career. Is that more up to them figuring out what that is and coming to the company and saying, hey, here's what I want to do. Will you approve this? Or is it more about leaders and the company identifying that? I would imagine it, it's some sort of mix. It's both. It's both. We have team members who come into the organization and know exactly where they want to go, what they want to be, and what they want to do. But quite honestly, we have a lot of team members who come into the organization and have no idea when you think about Rocket, we are a complex organization, right? We have hundreds of companies within our family of companies. We do all sorts of things within our family of companies. It's wide ranging. And so it's important for team members to to understand our universe. But for us, we have to be able to give clarity to them on how to navigate and where to go. Mm. And so those are things that, you know, as a talent team, along with our HR team, we're constantly talking about is how do we make it simpler for for our team members? And that was one of our goals this year was one of our isms is simplicity is genius. And we took that ism and really made it our mantra for 2022. When we talk about our HR systems, how our team members engage, the visibility for career mobility, how do we make it as simple as possible so that these team members can navigate around our organization to end up exactly where they want to be. Mm, right. So going back to that mix, if they have they know where they want to go or they figure it out, then you make it easy for them to 
to go to that roadmap and put that plan in place. And on the flip side, you want to create a culture that helps leaders and others identify what's possible for people and help them see where they could be going and try different things within the organization. Exactly. For example, we have a team called the Thrive Team within our organization. And that team, at most organizations, you would just have internal recruiting or internal, you know, the ability to internally transfer. Mm -hmm. We have what are called Thrive Coaches, and they actually will meet one-on-one with our team members. Like if a team member is unsure of where they want to go or what positions are available or what roles are available, what teams or what degrees might they need. Hmm. Those Thrive Coaches will help direct them through the organization. They'll ask questions. They'll dig deep. They'll let them know, hey, there there are a couple of gaps. I know you're interested in this role, but there's some skill gaps that that you have. Hmm. So we recommend that maybe you take this course or this class or this program to help you from a knowledge standpoint. So that's just another example of a tool. And all of our leaders are familiar with the Thrive Team. So mm-hmm. even if they have a team member who's a little, let's say, confused or they don't know where they want to go, that leader knows, hey, you should reach out to the Thrive team, set up an appointment and have some conversation about what's happening in the organization to that may align with where you're headed. Because our leaders don't always know what's available and out there and open for them. Right. I love that. The Thrive team, the concept is really cool. And There are several companies out there who, especially larger companies who are trying to figure out how to sort of automate or systemize this, right? And and putting platforms in place that allows people to go in and and figure some of this out on their own. I'm curious if you've done anything in that route. I think last time we talked, you said most of the process is manual today, right? Through this Thrive team. Also, the process is manual. We are looking at some ways that we can automate parts of the process. But I believe even with that, we will still have the human element. Yeah, nothing uh, ever replaces that. Us. Yeah, that's what helps us ensure that our team members understand and feel. Mm-hmm. They're not just you know a cog in the wheel, that we actually care about them mm-hmm. and want to support them. But if there are some ways out here where we can make it simpler, Mm-hmm. From an automation standpoint, we are looking into what might be possible for us. I love that. And the Thrive team, I assume, is looking to help people thrive. And hopefully they're not crushing anybody's dreams like some yeah. of the high school counselors out there <laughs> that we talked about. <laughs> With apologies to any high school counselors who are listening to this. I know most of them are fantastic. My mom used to be a high school counselor. Okay. So speaking of education, that's something you mentioned in there. When I met you, you were presenting specifically about how you support your team members in going out and getting additional sort of formal education, right? Additional degrees, whatever they may want to do. And and there's different ways, I think, to go about that. So can you talk about that program? For sure. It is the Rock Academy. Mm -hmm. And it is a 100% tuition assistance program for our eligible team members and eligibility is essentially the team member has to be with the organization for at least six months because we do want them to focus on learning their role in the organization. And it covers over, I believe, 400 programs. The catalog is always continuing to grow based on feedback that we receive from our team members, as well as feedback that we receive from the business. And when you say it covers over 400 programs, are those like university programs? Tell me what University programs. I apologize. Yeah. So the Rock Academy covers, you know, those who 
may never have achieved a high school diploma, right? They didn't complete high school. So we do cover that because we recognize not everybody has a high school degree, Mm -hmm. but also covers associate's programs, bachelor's programs, and master's programs. Additionally to that, we we have a few hundred short form certificates. Mm. So we recognize when we roll the program out that one, not everybody wants a degree. No, not everyone wants to spend two years getting a degree. Yeah. Um, and with short form certificates, you're able to apply the the lessons learned pretty immediately because those programs range from you know uh, several weeks to to nine months to a year, and so. We've seen a large uptake in team members taking advantage of those programs. So we'll continue to roll those out. The other thing that I'll say is when I started the organization, we had the standard tuition reimbursement program and, and a team member could leverage you know, the max, which is $5,250. And what we realized was that team members were not taking advantage of the benefit. I believe maybe it was about 1% team members were taking advantage of it. Since we've rolled out the program uh, two years ago, we've seen approximately about 8% of our team members who are eligible taking advantage of the program. Additionally, with the Rock Academy in combination with our Thrive team, we've seen us go from you know 14% of the team members who enrolled in the Rock Academy transferring into new roles to 82% of the team members who are looking for roles moving yep. to roles. Wow. And so when you think about career mobility and, and actually ensuring that you're putting the processes in place to support the program and being strategic about it versus let's just throw this benefit out there and whoever mm-hmm. takes advantage if it takes advantage of it, yeah, that, that doesn't that doesn't yield a benefit for the team member and it doesn't yield a benefit for the organization. And, right. and, and again, we're very intentional about the programs that are in there, mm-hmm. the degrees that are available. We understand where the business is headed and where we are and what the mm-hmm. needs are. Yeah. And so going back to what we said earlier, now if I'm a team member and I take, let's say, a, a cybersecurity uh, certification or program, if there's openings in that area, now I can take my new knowledge and skills and move into a new area of the organization. So when you think about it from a strategic standpoint, as an organization, you're now moving from constantly buying talent to truly investing in building the talent and loyalty of your team members to the organization. Mm. Yeah, and I love those like metrics and measures of success there. And you know that 82% is huge. I would imagine that you know, when you look at people that go back to school, that that get that the high school diploma or the GED or the college degree, there's going to be some percentage of people that just say, hey, I like the job I'm in now. I just never got the high school diploma or I never got the college degree. And I want to get that, you know, for my own satisfaction. But I would assume that more than half of people who go to do that are thinking, I'm going to use this to move up and do something different, right? To grow in my career, right? So if they were to get that degree and then just be working in the same space, then you're going to have that frustrated situation that we we talked about back at the beginning of the podcast. Potentially, right? Yeah. Some of our team members, you know, I, I was speaking about this. There was a team member that we had that was in our procurement team. Okay. And they supported, I believe it was either our InfoSec team, maybe it was our InfoSec team, one of our technology teams. And they decided to go back to school for technology. And when we asked the person, like, are you interested in moving to technology? And the team member responded and said, no, I support this team from a procurement perspective. 
So actually going to school allows me to under better understand their language, mm. their challenges. So that way, when I'm negotiating contracts for them, I'm walking into the room as a knowledgeable business partner. Nice. And those are some of the more um, hidden benefits because had we not asked that team member, yeah. we would have we would not have known. Their leader would have known that, right. right? But from an organizational standpoint, just the black and white data point, that would have been a person that got a degree that didn't yeah. move. Yeah. that we could have made assumptions about. And so that's why it's important for us to lean in and ask our team members, how are you experiencing the program? How are you leveraging the program? Right. And and building confidence is something that's hard to measure, but can be a huge game changer for a lot of people. I'm curious, you said when you came into it, 1% of eligible team members were taken advantage of it. You increased that to 8%. What, what were some of the big changes that you made? Was it about awareness or was it about the structure of the program? Why are more people taking advantage of it now? Awareness, the structure of the program, we removed barriers. Like we removed the, the financial barrier because even at 5250, it's tuition reimbursement, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 let's say it was 100%, but you still had to do tuition reimbursement. That means I have to put the money up front. Mm-hmm. I have to go through the course and then I have to wait for you to reimburse me. Yeah. Depending on where I am financially, economic, does that make economic? Yeah, it, it could be $10,000, which is something a lot of people don't have laying around to invest in exactly. a car. Exactly. And the other thing too, as we thought about why we wanted to do that is we think about the student loan debt, mm-hmm. right? You think about the team members who are taking out student loans that that decided I'm going to go back to school, but I'm going to take out a student loan to do that, mm-hmm. right? Student loan debt is $1.7 trillion right now, Yeah. right? So for us, well, we can remove that, that financial burden for our team members. And so when you think about, you know, how we navigate in life as human beings, if I'm stressed about going back to school, if I'm fearful about going back to school, now I have a financial burden to go back to school. I don't know if it's going to yield me the return to do that. All of these things now are being, you know, brought down on the team member who's expected to show up and perform. Mm -hmm. So what if we start removing some of those barriers and some of those constraints so that the team member does not have to worry about those things. They just have to worry about being successful in the class, which is, it's a win-win for them and for us. Now we're able to get the best out of the team member. The team member is able to thrive. They're able to achieve their potential for greatness. The company is performing. Like all of these things are benefits for everybody involved. Yeah. And and I remember when I was at your presentation in LA, you talked about there's different parts of the program, right? You still have some that are tuition reimbursement. And then you also have, I forget what you call it, but the, the company pays the tuition up front, essentially. Tuition right? assistance. Tuition assistance. Oh, direct, we have direct bills. So, okay. so we do have some schools that we work with where we just pay the schools directly. There's some relationships that we have with some, some schools. And then we have tuition reimbursement. So tuition reimbursement, as I said before, is that 5250 mm-hmm. The team member pays out of pocket. They get reimbursed up to that amount. The reason that we kept that is because we believe in choice. And so we recognize that, you know, some students may not want to go to some of the identified schools, right? Some students may have a strong adoration for, you know, the parents on the monitor, like who knows, right? And so we didn't want to remove choice for our team members. Um, We also like doctoral programs are not 
in the tuition assistant bucket. It's not 100% tuition assistance, mm -hmm. but we do have team members that want to go on and achieve their doctorate. And so mm -hmm. we want to still support them and their goals and what they want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have agreements with several schools and degree programs where if team members go in there, then they're going to essentially be covered. They don't have to pay anything out of pocket. But if they say, mm -hmm. no, that, that's not the one for me. I have this other school I want to go to. Then now you're sort of going out of network to use like healthcare insurance yeah. <laughs> terms, right? And you're still going to get some reimbursement, but they may not, you may not cover the whole thing or, or pay up front. Yes. Exactly. Got it. Got it. Okay. And I, I suppose like one concern, and this is, you know, broad, we all see this in talent development, right? That some people or leaders might have in looking at this thing, we're going to spend all this money to help educate people, right? And they're going to take their degree and go somewhere else. How do you alleviate that concern for leaders? Or is there not a concern? Have you seen any numbers to say like, oh yeah, some people leave, but more people stay or like, how do you look at the results from this? Um, we do look at retention. And I, I will say that our team members that engage in the program, mm -hmm. they retain at a higher mm. than those who do not. Okay. So from that perspective, we're just looking at attrition. Yeah. Um, there's a case for that. The, the other thing that I say, and, and I've been in leadership, learning and development for a while now, and I think whether we're talking about um, formal education through a university or we're talking about programs that we build in our organization, it's more than just trying to be altruistic, right? Mm -hmm. There is a real benefit to the organization to have skilled, knowledgeable people with the abilities to do not just their jobs, but to do more than that. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about where your organization is going, there's a there's an old quote, and I can't remember um, who who said this, but it was like you know if we invest in them, it's right. going to cost a lot of the money, and they're going to leave. Right. And it's like, well, what does it cost you if they if you don't invest and they stay? And they stay, right? Yeah. Right. And that's that's how I look at it. As they're like, when I think about where we're headed as Rocket, and for anybody that is listening or watching this this podcast where your organization is going. You only get there through your people. Mm. You that There's no, without people, you don't have an organization. And when you think about the number of skills that are being created on a daily basis, when you think about globalization, when you think about where we're headed, right? Globally, not only as a country, having knowledge and skills are important for us to innovate, for us to challenge each other, for us to have the critical thinking skills necessary to make great decisions. And so if you want to plateau or decline as an organization, don't invest in your people. Don't invest in their development. And just see how it goes. <laughs> I love the challenge. Yeah, just see what happens. Go ahead. <laughs> just make sure you measure retention on both sides, right? Do, <laughs> do an experiment and call me. Put your team members to our organization. Last question I want to ask you, Kamari, is on the leadership side. You mentioned you had a leadership academy as well, or that you, you do leadership development. How do you support leaders or create a culture where leaders support this amount of development, people going back to school? Because, you know, of course, a leader's concern is. A, it could be a distraction, right, from the work that they're doing. B, they're going to get this degree or they're developing themselves and they're going to leave my team and go do some more, go somewhere else, you know, in the organization, do something else. And of course, like we want everybody to be in an idyllic world to be like, yeah, I want to 
help my people achieve whatever they want. I don't care about my team, but you know, the real, the real life situation is a lot of leaders want to keep their best people. So how do you create that culture and that mindset that supports that? Oh, we got to live it. We got to, we got to show it. Um, and there's a few ways that we do it. Um, you know, when we, when we onboard new leaders, we really lean into the we mentality as a leader versus the I mentality. And so that means that you do have to put your folks ahead of yourself, right? And so if a team member is better suited to thrive in the organization in a different role, you have to think about the organization. So that's one way. But also when we talk about demonstrating, so there's a program that we have, uh, it's called DevBuild. And we run it a couple of times a year and we open it up to all team members in the organization to apply for it. And what happens is team members that are accepted to the program, they get to come out of their role um, and they are then trained for, I think it's 19 weeks, where we pay them to do that. Now, that program was created internally because we wanted to build our internal engineering talent because we understand the future of our organization and we understand the skills that are necessary, right? But everybody has to be involved. Right. Andy, if you say, I want to go into the DevBuild program because I want to become a software engineer and I'm your leader. And I say, forget that. You don't want to be an engineer. Stay here with me. Yeah. And I say this to leaders often. What will happen? Andy will stay there for a period of time. But I can guarantee you, Andy is online looking for some other roles at other companies mm-hmm. because you, there's nothing you can do to keep Andy in the seat. Right. Right. So as a company, what we need to do is ensure that we're we're growing our best talent for the entire organization. Another way that we do that with our culture is we have um, these biweekly calls with senior leadership where we actually encourage the leveraging of the Thrive team. We talk about the importance of having an enterprise-wide mentality. Mm-hmm. We showcase moves that have been made in the organization, right? So that people can actually see this happening in real time and on a consistent basis. I love it. And you're right. And like, and not to mention leaders need to be thinking about their reputation and legacy, right? If you help people go achieve their goals, then they're going to remember you forever. I'm, I'm so big on that. We are out of time. There's other things I want to ask you. I want to ask you about the DEI component of this, like so many other factors for anybody listening that maybe wants to get in touch with you or you know, talk more about the stuff that you've been doing. Is LinkedIn the best place to go? How, how should people- LinkedIn is the best place to go. I That's my account. I check the DMs. I post for myself. Really? A big celebrity like you? You check your own? You know, I check my own stuff. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's the best way. And I am I am responsive. In full transparency, Andy, if you come into my DM and you're trying to sell me something, I am not as responsive. Right. So I just want to be honest. But if you want to make yep. a connection and build yep. a relationship, yep. I'm here for it all day, every day. All right. I love it. Hey, I sold you on coming on this podcast. You um, did, but we did it face to face. We did it face to face. That's right. That's right. I flew across the country to find you. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you got to do to find the best people. Kamari, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. This is fantastic. And I look forward to talking with you more soon. You too. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. You too. 
All right, that will do it for my interview with Kamara Yol from Rocket Central. I hope you got value from that episode. I'd, I'd be curious to know, what are some of your takeaways? I mean, I really enjoyed hearing Kamari's philosophy on learning and talent development and especially career development and how they are there to support people in developing skills they can actually use and really helping people develop into roles that they love, that are fulfilling, and that take advantage of their strengths, their skills, their experience, and their education. And part of what they're doing with the Rock University, the program they have, is to help people find those, right? And and get the education that they want, as well as match them up with roles that might be interesting for them. And I love that, you know, they're doing it manually for now. Some organizations, large organizations, are fig- trying to figure out how to do it with a system, right, with platforms and technology. But I love that they have people that are on the lookout and also, you know, taking requests from employees to, to help or team members, I think she calls them, to help get them to roles that they would really love to be in, right, that are more filling. And, and how many people out there in the corporate world are sitting in jobs they don't really enjoy and thinking, oh, I'd love to do, I love this company. I just kind of bored in this role. I'd love to do something else but they don't know how to get there. And there's no guidance. There's no platform. There's no system. There's no roadmap. And it's just so frustrating. I've been in that position before and you know, there's a better way. And so it's really cool to hear what they're doing at Rocket Central. And you can implement some form of this in, in your company as well, right? I'd be curious to hear how people have put this into place. And we are going to be having a discussion on this in the Talent Development Think Tank. In fact, I've invited Kamari to come as a guest speaker. We just scheduled her in for a Wednesday in December. We're kind of booked pretty far out at this point. And it's going to be, you know, we'll continue the conversation I had with Kamari, but we'll make it a lot more interactive, right? People can jump in, ask questions, contribute, and share what they've been doing in their organizations. And that's what the Talent Development Think Tank community is all about. It's about interaction. It's about learning from each other. It's about supporting each other. It's about community connection, networking. And we have a lot of great people in there. And if you are not yet a member, I would love for you to come check it out. Our website is tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank, tdtt.us. We have calls every Wednesday in the community. We also have a private Slack channel with all kinds of great conversations going on in there. If you're looking for help with anything you're doing in talent development, this is the place to be. Again, come check us out, tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank. Podcast is also sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage is a professional services firm dedicated to providing a continuous stream of creative learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to do the best at what they do. Advantage has tons of great free resources as well as some amazing experiential learning programs. And you can find out all the information by going to their website, advantageperformance.com. That's advantageperformance.com. All right. Thank you again for listening. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Our next episode is a bonus Q&A round with Kamara Yol. We dig into her career, the challenges and trends she's following in talent development, and some great career advice for you as well. So I hope to see you then. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.